Hey everybody, welcome back. We are Pat and Jen from Becky Left the Chat, Schedule for One Fall podcast. My name is Pat. Hey, Pat. And that is Jen, who's still going to refuse to acknowledge who she is. So, it is February 92. This is our part three slash um, early kickoff for March. We're going to be covering the February 1992 uh Last Superstars, which is the 29th, as well as the first week of March Superstars episode. So this first episode, we're in Amarillo, Texas. We are joined by our wonderful... Wait, where in the helium capital of the of the world? Really? How'd you know that? Mr. Perfect told me. It's true. He's really laying it in thick about uh, the fact that this is the helium capital. I think he said it once in one episode, and I just will not let it go. I know. And there was uh, helium balloons that were inhaled. There was all sorts of nonsense. But um, we had ourselves another... I I, I don't know if I'm set, using the correct content context here, but we had a barn burner of some jobber matches here. We had about six minutes of wrestling. Well... Continue. I, I apologize. We had El Matador... And uh, Brian Elmore. We had Repo Man and Dan Richter. We had the New Foundation, which is Jim Neidhart and Owen Hart, against Chris Germany and Todd Overbow. We had another Papa Shango sighting, who beat Larry Williams. We had the Texas Tornado and Cato. So, I mean, I guess we know Cato, right? He's at least somebody that's not. Mm -hmm. And we had Jim Duggan and Sergeant Slaughter defeating uh, Dusty Wolf and Rudy Gonzalez. Except for one thing. What's that? In the beginning of the second match, which is your favorite, the Repo Man. Yes. We lose sound for the entire episode, and we could not find it anywhere else but on YouTube. So, basically, we had about 48 seconds of wrestling, you and I, when we watched this. (laughs) True. True. And then it just kind of went on in the background, uh, just living its best life. I mean, it was... It's a leap year episode. I feel like they just kind of slapped it together there, threw it down, and said, here you go. Here's another one. Um, Fuck your sound. Yeah. I mean, it was... Uh... What'd you think, Jen? What'd you take away from this one? Were there any key takeaways? Um, The thing is, believe it or not, wrestling becomes a lot less entertaining if there's no sound. Okay. If I can't hear Vinny and Perf talk about the things that they talk about if if i can't hear the promos um i'm 100 percent uninvested in whatever's happening there was one promo that stands out well first of all we get some news right off the bat before we lose sound we get some we get some news what's that there is a title change afoot which belt tag who won it money inc Mm. Your boys. So we just talked about Money Inc., IRS, and the DiBiase. Two people that probably technically shouldn't really be friends, but apparently they're going to. Their love for money, money just trumps. Um, I see what you did there. Common sense. Mm. Okay. Um, I think maybe Ted is a little bit sad because he lost his main squeeze. So now he's just hanging out with his friends more. Maybe that's it too. Okay. So it's him and IRS. Mm-hmm. Wild heel energy. Oh yeah, they're the best. The the best money heels. And they do they wrestle or no? Just we just found that out. 
no, we just find out that they got the that they got the belt. Um, there's a whole situation where Jimmy Hart took money from them, and the natural disasters lost, and then the natural disasters dropped Jimmy Hart, and they're gonna you know turn face now, and it's a whole it's a whole dirty money predicament. Okay. That they find themselves in. So, really, that didn't even, we didn't even see them get these belts. So, they're just, we just learn on our WrestleMania update. Because we're on the road to WrestleMania, April 5th at the Hoosier Dome. Get your tickets now. Call your cable provider. Guys, get on top of this. Call your local cable provider. You do not want to miss out. Nope. Because once you go to school the next day and all your friends and all the kids in class are talking about what happened and who won and you're going to be pissed. That you I'm, missed already, it. I'm already pissed right now that I didn't see it back then. You know, like I feel like I didn't didn't see this, but uh, it's okay because I'm an adult and I can make up for lost time. Right. I mean, that's, that's, that's ex- what we're doing here. Exactly what we're doing. So do we have anything else for this week? I mean, it's we, really poultry. We have we have something. Do we? We have something good. Wait a minute. So, we just ran down 10 minutes worth of wrestling that we couldn't hear. Yeah. We didn't even get to see the new tag team champions get their belt. We no. saw them last week beat people, but we never even knew that they were an official team. Well, now we know. Now we know. What else could we possibly have? Well, I think we've talked about this in the past, but where is your place that you go to announce things in your life? If you want to hash something out, announce a new love. The barbershop. Mm, barbershop has been destroyed. You cannot go there. Okay. Um. At the funeral parlor? Yes. Ooh, okay. Obviously. Where else would you go? I don't know. Who's there? Who's in the funeral parlor this week? Paul Bear is always there. Right. He's hosted. I yeah. Mean, it's I, it's his personal there. parlor where he funerates things. Not how that's... No. No. Um. Oh. Jake the Snake. Okay. What's he doing? What like why? And is I he don't the know ball? if you remember that uh, a couple of weeks ago at the end of Saturday Night's main event. Okay. Jake was gonna smash Liz over the head with a steel chair. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Back that up. So I do recall this vividly. Mm-hmm. He was not necessarily gonna smack Liz. He was gonna smack any of the Savage Clan that walked through. It the didn't door. matter which one came first, but it so happens that Elizabeth was the one coming in first, so she okay. would have been the recipient of a steel chair. Because I feel like the way you're the, the the way you're portraying the snake handler at this point is that he specifically went out for her, and he's not. He was indiscriminately gonna hit anyone. You know what though? I'm gonna um, I'm gonna make a case against you and against that. Okay. And that I saw him tell my guy Mean Gene that nothing felt as good as when he struck his hand across Elizabeth's face and that it was it felt so good he would pay for that feeling. And I mean so I don't know. What would feel better than slapping someone in the face, maybe hitting them with a steel chair. Possible. I don't know. I've never Possible. I've never hit anybody with a steel chair. I've also never hit anyone with a steel chair. Um I'm not gonna start. I mean there's time, right? Yeah. I mean, we, I, you know, you could technically start hitting people with steel chairs. I'm pretty sure you'll get assault, especially if you're going to hit innocent people walking through a, a a curtain like that. But refresh everybody else. So if you didn't listen or you didn't watch, you're jumping in right now. What actually happened? He was going to hit a savage who happened to Whichever be Whichever one came in first after the match was over, after he 
lost to Randy Savage, the match. He was hiding in the back with the steel chair and he was going to smack whoever walked through the curtain first with the steel chair as, you know, revenge for, I guess, losing or, you know. Okay. He's just a, he's kind of a snake. You know, he does shit like this. True, true, true. Um, someone grabs a chair and it's the Undertaker. That's the someone who grabs a chair out of his hand and saves day but at this point both of them but why why what why would the undertaker but at this point both of them and their storylines are heels right because the undertaker was like the heel with hogan and just a general heel although i will argue as we go forward that the undertaker actually doesn't he as bobby the brain Heenan will tell us multiple times is this man even alive people wonder is he alive and I would argue that his character just operates independently of everything else. He's just called upon to create all sorts of havoc in the World Wrestling Federation, which is what he does. And in this case, he was a heel that's now turning face. Yeah. Just yeah. so that he can take on the ultimate heel, Jake the Snake, because now Macho Man's got bumped into the main event. Like, that's what I'm seeing. I mean, and the, well, yes. And the other thing is that him and Jake had somewhat of an alliance at the Royal Rumble. That's true. Lest you forget. No, because they just both wanted to win. Yeah, they said either one of us with the belt would be better than any of these other motherfuckers. Correct. Alliance didn't work out. but Correct. And, and Taker was kind of involved in the whole wedding snake incident. So, I mean... That's what I'm saying. They have a, they have a history that all of a sudden for him just to step in like that is a little bit, you know. You know what I think? I a little think, kayfabe. I mean. Just moving a story. Just saying. Just watch your mouth, you know. Just saying. Hey. I'm just saying that I think that maybe Jake the Snake went a little bit too far this time, you okay. know. And I don't know if the taker could stand back idly and just let... A nice woman get hit in the head with a steel chair. Okay, so he intervenes. Mm-hmm. Flash forward. Flash forward. We're on the parlor of the funeral. Jake comes out. He slides on in. Okay, slithers. He slithers. He slides. Um, Paul starts recapping um his his feud with the machos. How he ruined their wedding reception. The savages. By the way, you said machos. I mean, I watched the wedding at SummerSlam, and they were announced as Mr. and Mrs. Macho. So, I don't... Or Mr. and Mrs. Macho Man, I believe. (laughs) So... Everybody makes choices, okay. I mean, I'm just going by what they call themselves, okay? Um, So, he recaps that. He recaps the, the, the snake bite incident. Okay. He goes on to talk about this Tuesday in Texas when he slaps Elizabeth in the face, and then... Jake cuts him off and he says, what are you doing? I'm not going to sit here and be judged by you. I need to know what your man takes is doing. Like, whose side is he on? Like, what is he doing and whose side is he on? And Paul says, well, why don't you ask him yourself? Boom. Boom. So Jake turns and he looks at the door and he's looking and he's waiting for Undertaker who is emerging. (laughs) Emerging. Emergency. Mm -hmm. This is not brought to you by emergency. Correct. Emerges from... A stand-up coffin okay. from the other side as Vince is yelling, so is he's, he a, so is he he's a coming from behind. So, of course, I'm just yelling, that's what she said at this. What was that? Is he a vampire coming from a coffin? Are you going to act like anybody knows what the fuck he is at this point? Okay. He is a man whose mother made him a Halloween costume, including dish gloves and felt like leggings. 
there's so much going on with the first iteration of his gimmick that nobody knows what he is if he's alive what the fuck goes on it's true he emerges from behind he comes at jake from behind that's what she said and jake asks him to his face whose side are you on man whose side are you on whose side are you on whose side are you on so paul gives taker the mic okay not yours boom did the mic fall? It should have. It should have. It should have. I wish that they'd go back and drop the mic at that point. Uh, 1998 called and it wants it wants you to drop that mic. Yeah. 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 But, okay. So. So, Jake. Clearly a line drawn in the sand now. We're on the funeral parlor. We're at, we're at the parlor. I feel like there's problems afoot. Line drawn in the sand. Mm-hmm. These two are not going to be heel friends anymore. I don't think they're going to be dark side people together anymore because they were both, you know, really in that. Well, in Jake's that. got his Florida man lifestyle. He definitely does. Oh, yeah, but he's he's the most sinister heel I think there there could have ever been. But that's a story for another day. True. Um, at this point, Jake is pissed, grabs the urn, you know. He's like, oh, is this where you get your powers? Blah, blah, blah. Takes the urn, puts it in the casket. Okay. The open casket, you know, because you can't have a funeral parlor without conversation an without an open casket. With it. With also the music just blasting in the background the whole time, as you do. So Taker goes in, grabs his urn from the casket, takes it out, and he still has his hand, like, on the side of the open casket where Jake slams down the, the top, and now he's stuck. As perfect as screaming, his hands are now pancakes, They are his fingers are flat as pancakes. Jake then decides... It's time for a little DDT on Paulie B. So Paul Bearer catches the DDT. And the Undertaker catches his hand inside like a 500 pound casket. Is that how much caskets weigh? Yeah, they weigh a lot. I mean, they can weigh a lot. It's not great. And his hands, as perfect as his fingers are as flat as pancakes at this point. Damn. He's got his dish, his, his dish soap glove stuck right in the, right in the casket. No. Jake then gets himself a chair it's steel and he starts just hitting over and over again hitting the undertaker with the steel chair okay i think paul gets up again he knocks paul back down and then he just he starts to walk away and undertaker just keeps getting back up after every chair hit starts following him with the casket dragging the casket with him so he's dragging it so he can't this is like literally a nine minute Pro. Like, this is nine minutes. So, there's a lot of him hitting him with a steel chair and Taker just, you know, being Taker about it and getting up and just <laughs> coming right at him. So, again. he, at no point does he try to open the casket? Like, is it locked? Like, I don't understand. I'm telling you, this segment ends with Jake running in the back, surrounded by a bunch of guys in suits, and Taker just following him slowly, dragging a casket behind him. Okay. Well, uh, as I watched it as well. <laughs> I um, don't know what to take from it. Tried to narrate it there. Uh, it is what it is. It is a piece of kayfabe lore. Mm-hmm. Um, not unlike not unlike uh, what we just had with Jake and slapping women and snake bites. I mean, he is just the leader in the clubhouse when it comes to these wild segments. All right. Do you know what I think about every time I see him now? What's that? Since we saw Stone Cold on Hot Ones talking about how he just smoked a cigarette and threw it, it down right before he walked out every time he walked out. Every time I see him, I'm just thinking, 
that man reeks right now like Marlboro Reds. Because <clears throat> in my mind, that's what he smoked. Or he smoked like camels or something. But I, obviously, I don't know. He definitely um, ripped a Marlboro Red and grabbed <laughs> a snake in a satchel and just walked out in like a burlap sack. And, and I just, just watch it out. and I'm like, he just reeks of smoke, you know, like especially if it's cold out and you go inside and like that smoker smell. I, I would say for those that can remember, um, you know, being in a, in a dive bar in the mid to late 90s. So like more like late 90s. That clearly was from the 80s. Like, he smells like that place smells. Where you're like, that. Yeah. Like, like this stale, place hasn't changed. Stale cigarette smoke. Yes. Beer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Maybe, like, a hot dog. I don't know. Yeah. You know. And definitely, like, definitely one of those, like, rungs of, like, chips that, like, are, like, 25-cent <laughs> chips on the back, you know? Mm-hmm. With a little, like, they're tiny little bags, like, 100%. They're like, oh, yeah, we have food. We have chips. Yeah. Yeah. And just like grimy <laughs> beer. 25 cents each and you give them a yeah. dollar. You're like, I need four bags. And definitely wood each. paneling. And you're like, I could be in a basement. Like, I don't even this, know where I am. This dollar is just everywhere on the wall with writing uh-huh. on them. Yeah. That just says like, that Van Halen concert was sweet. Good luck with your bar. And you're like, okay. Some real grody guy in the corner is slowly stealing them to try and buy himself another beer. Yeah, exactly. They're yeah. like, you keep <laughs> giving us the same money back. Anywho. Anything um, else we got out of this week? That's all we got because we lost sound. And uh, yeah, that's that's what I have. So, we'll move it along. We have the next week, first week of March. It's National Girl Scout Week. Thanks, Mr. Perfect, for letting me know all the big news. And, so, and, he starts hinting right right away that he has news on a girl, and she ain't no den mother. Hey, now. So, this was uh, filmed in Tampa, Florida at the Sundome, February 17th, 1992. Uh, we had a Money Inc. match, who we just talked about. I really need to talk to you about this. Are you going to go through the matches first? I'm going to go through. Okay. I'm going to do a match rundown. We had a Money, Inc. match. Mm-hmm. Um, they defended their title. They beat Jim Powers and Terry Davis. The British Bulldog beat Lee Armstrong. Shawn Michaels, coming out with his lady, and I believe the first time we hear his music, defeated Scott Henn. Our man Tatanka, Chris Chavez, making an appearance, beat Doug Somers. Big boss man, Brooklyn Brawler. So, I mean, at least we know both people involved. And then Sid Justice, with Harvey Whippleman, defeated Mikey J. Mickey J. Mickey or Mikey? Mickey. Probably Mickey, because it's spelled Mickey. A... Oh, yeah. It's spelled Mickey, but I just said Mikey. We had a whopping 11 minutes of wrestling this week. I feel like this week was actually kind of decent, right? Like, I was entertained. Well, we had a lot of stuff happen this week. We had the Money, Inc. match, so you said you wanted to talk about that. Well, the first thing that happened is, as we watched the Superstars in the Money, Inc. match, IRS comes out, and he starts yelling that he wants Floridians to pay their taxes and announces that the state of Florida has no state income tax. And you, you, talking to IRS from 1992, Mm -hmm. start yelling at the TV... About how the feds don't care about state tax laws. Well, let me and let, I just, let me filibuster here for a second. So, so at the at the time we watched so this, mad. I may or may not have had a couple of adult beverages. I may or may not have traveled uh, far and away to to Colorado to enjoy some other beverages as well. So I am sitting there watching this, and everything stops, and IRS starts talking. And he's literally talking about how they have no state tax and Floridians need to pay up. And I'm like, this motherfucker works for the federal government. 
And the federal government doesn't care if you don't have stage. Like, what is he talking about? He's a professional wrestler. He is not the actual IRS. If you, I'm like, I don't know much about tax law, but I'm pretty sure that if you work, you have to pay the federal government taxes. Like, I don't think people in Florida don't pay the federal government taxes. It doesn't make any fucking sense. They don't pay state taxes. They don't pay, like, state income tax. And this motherfucker's out here like, yo, you guys gotta pay your fair share. I mean, this is the thing. Like, this is... This is the fight you're gonna... Ha- like, this is where you... This is where you're taking a stand on what's going on in this professional wrestling world. We just saw a man... Look. In a funeral parlor that's made in the middle of an arena trap another man's hand in a casket. Like... Look, when you are watching wrestling, you are actively participating in the show, right? You Whether you're watching old stuff, new stuff, whatever, because you have to take your mind and say, okay, I want to be entertained. I do not want to be taken out of my entertainment with my guy, IRS, yelling about Florida state taxes. Like, yo, my guy, not the way we need to do it. Like, we're not going to rewrite everything here and you're going to start collecting taxes from everybody there in Florida. Like, I just, like, let's leave that gimmick to the side. I'm still trying to unpack how you ended up with Ted DiBiase. You're still, your gimmick is not accountant. You are representative of the IRS. Hence, Erwin R. Scheister. Unless maybe you are an accountant and then you work, I don't even know. Point being, it's fucking bullshit, okay? (laughs) It was bullshit. Sometimes I, the things that you decide to take seriously are absolutely amazing to me. Because, I mean, we'd watched a couple episodes and I'm just sitting there like, what the fuck is he talking about? You're just, you're better than that, IRS. Come on, man. That's all I got. I mean, maybe, you know, come at me and tell me if I'm wrong. But I don't know. I don't know much about state law, but I think in 1992, like, it doesn't matter if they're paying their state taxes. That goes to the state of Florida. It doesn't go to the federal government. Like, do you see how long you've been talking about Yes, this? I said I was going to filibuster. I'm still going because it's just, that's what a filibuster is. You keep talking because I just don't understand what it's about. And, you know, and, and I will stop there because we will move on to our man, Shawn Michaels. Oh, I thought we had a British Bulldog in the middle. I mean... He wins. He won. Power slam. I, I'm waiting to see when he does the, the move. You know, when he, like, holds the person up vertical? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, waiting, I'm waiting to earmark when that starts. Well, uh, bookmark it. Yeah, because right now he's doing his running power slam. But no, I was going to mm-hmm. go on to Sean because we're just talking about matches. Sean comes out... Oh, yeah. It's, to his it's, song. It's happening. The it's Sexy happening. Boy song. Yeah. The and Earworm. If, oh, my God. If you're in this for the rewatch, get ready to have that song in your head for, like, Look, the next five years. if you've watched wrestling... You know. When we say the song, you know the exact song because you hear it in your head. It's, it's like boy. the ultimate earworm. And so this was the that first iteration that we saw on, on TV, at least that we could find, here this week in Superstars with Sherry mm-hmm. taking care of lead vocals. Yeah, she's singing. I mean, he won his match. But Vinny really... is just disgusted by the song. And Perfect is like, can you can you stop and just let me listen to it? I want to hear the guy's song, you know? like yeah, just let him enjoy the song. And then he like... Hangs his earrings on Sherry's cleavage. It's yeah. very provocative for 1992. It's he it's like good. pushes her down. Like it's it's a lot. It's good. It it's is good. good. It is good. It's good. He's really starting to build his character. I mean, outside of that, there's a good promo in the beginning too. 
You know those little promos that cut in, like well, when, we're we're, we're going oh, to okay, the promos now. Okay. So I was going to say outside of that, anything else with the actual wrestling itself, where you want to jump into the kind of the promos because all these promos are setting the well, table. Sid, what's the name of uh Mickey? J. Mickey J. So that's the guy Sid wrestles, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, he has to get taken on a stretcher because of Sid's power bomb, and then Sid goes and kicks him off the stretcher. You know, he's just really trying to, like, get that, that, that hate from the crowd, I think. But he starts yelling at all the Hulkamaniacs on the mic. It's pretty great. It's pretty dope. Yeah. Um. So we're, we're so we're going to put a pin there in the 20 minutes of wrestling we watched. Mm-hmm. Two, two, I guess, best matches and then best finish occurred here. But let's get into some of these promos. So you were mentioning during the Sean match. Yeah, and I usually don't talk about or think about these promos that much, like the ones that squeep in, like when the wrestler's wrestling, because they're usually like quick. Right. We had, but we had Sean yeah. riffing against who? Tito Santana, because they're going to face each other at WrestleMania Eight. What exactly did he say? <laughs> I don't even know. Like I can't. I. I'm putting it on. I'm putting it on the Instagram because it is so good. He says something to the effect of. You're like, mom lost her job, and then you got your house taken away, and then there was, like, no food to eat, and then, like, your dad lost his job, and then the whole family had to move into your aunt's Chevy. <laughs> like, it is it is fucking wild. I, I don't know if this is the Tito Santana story. Like, maybe I need to look into that, or maybe I just need to keep it a mystery for myself, but it is... It, it's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful point. Like like I feel like he was going for I you've been through hard times. Yeah. But nothing will be as hard as when you fight me and it's it's bold. Yeah. It's bold energy. Well, doesn't he have another promo for Tito? Actually, I think maybe it was probably like in the last earlier February where he's like I can guarantee you that you'll never face someone as sexy as me or something or like I Something like something mind. that made absolutely no goddamn sense. Like, does it matter? No. And then we had some Hulk Hogan stuff. He got a promo that he was gonna. Oh, the Killer Shark and the, the Killer Pete, Shark when he was just a young Hulk. I don't even know what was happening. He with that. paddled out and defeated a shark, <laughs> and then paddled back in with the shark still on him. And then he was talking about like those little fish that like stick on the shark. The little like sucker. What are they called? They're the- like. I believe he called them parasites, maybe. I don't even know. Yeah, and he compares Harvey Whippleman to, like, one of those little guys on, like, he's sucking, like, Sid is a shark. and He's, like, cleaning <laughs> him up and stuff. I'm like, oh, okay, so Sid is a shark that you paddled out and beat in your youth. Okay, I'll and... say this. I gotta say this. Mm-hmm. I think I've said a few times that I was not, watching this in the 80s, I was not a Hulkamaniac. I didn't really, he was kind of the old guy to me when I started watching around now or 93 or whatever. But watching his old promos... I'm starting to be like, nah, I like his promos. He says some crazy ass shit and I am hundred percent here for it. Like well, that's that's he's he's funny. always been an entertainer first and foremost. Yeah. And it, it, they are some entertaining wild ass promos. I mean again, as we've said, you know, you figure at this point, how old is he? Oh, he is do you know he's only thirty eight years old? So at this point he's thirty eight years old, which is ninety two. So I mean, take us back and age us out. I mean, we're when he's 28, when he's some of the ages of some of these other guys that are coming up now, 
that here, we started. At this point, I'm 10, so... Well, at this point, you're 10, but you're 1 when he's 28. You know, you go back 10 years, and he's in his heyday. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's, wait. you know, stomping around, learning right. all this stuff. When he's in his, you know, early 30s and stuff like that, like, we are... I don't know what any of this stuff is. I'm 2, 3, 4, so it's just... He's still bringing the heat. He's telling us the story about... Let's turn that heat up. Dead sharks. He's bringing the heat. We had... Roddy Piper and Bret Hart, they, did, did Roddy drop something to him? Listen, Bret, you're a nice guy, but I'm going to rip your throat out if you show up at WrestleMania. I mean, the energy. <laughs> it's so For good. the promo. It's so good. We had... And Bret just yelling, I want my belt back. That's all he wants. That's all he wants. So, rundown. Now, we've established Sean and Tito. Oh, my God. Piper and Bret. Mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan and Sid. Mm-hmm. We've established a Money Inc. is now the champion, so they're going to have a match. Right? I, I have a, a sneaking suspicion that maybe Jake will face Undertaker. Are they are they, are they maybe setting that up? Well, what did Jake have to drop? He he was like talking in uh, poetry, and then you called him Snakespear. Or he called himself Snakespear. He called himself Snakespear. Yeah. <laughs> a little Jake Snakespear. I wouldn't even... I, I wouldn't... I you would never. I would never attempt to talk about his uh sonnets like that so he did that and then we have finally our last our last piece what the hell were we talking about last week we were talking about a surprise that rick flair had there's some real i know something you don't know energy going on so flair and perfect are together with mean gene right well mean gene goes into flair's locker room which i think we just have to pivot pivot Mm-hmm. For one second to talk about Ric Flair's locker room in this arena that he's probably in for six hours. It is literally like there's photos all over the wall, like his personal photos. It is the most beautiful locker room I've ever seen. It looks like his in his house, but it's not. It's in an arena. Okay. So I was just really, you know, I just love the idea of people. But, like... Setting up a locker, like, a beautiful staging area for him for the two hours. But, like, I'm just going to ask you something. So, like, what makes you think that this episode that was filmed on February 17th, that that, that that event was filmed on that day? Maybe that's, like, his... At their training facility, maybe that's his actual locker room. Just saying. No, well, now I'm mad at you. <laughs> Be careful, because I'm like, I, I didn't take that from like, look at all the photos of him. I was just like, he's Ric Flair. I mean, well, because it was a, it was staged that it was happening that day. Because perfect. Oh wait, staged? Is any of this staged? Hold on, hold on. Okay. When the promo ended, Vince said, "Okay, I'm waiting for Mr. Perfect to come back from Ric Flair's locker room where he just was with Mean Gene." So it was supposed to. I'm doing a quote quotations. B. At that time and place. So let me ask you a question. As someone that worked in the advertising slash magazine space, Mm -hmm. if I was going to have a magazine that had photos in it, and it's March, and the magazine is going to be the, what, the April issue or the March issue? Like, how soon would I have to get that magazine before it hit newsstands? You'd have to get it before it hit newsstands. But if a magazine comes out, well, here's the thing about magazines. Okay. So... And this is the magazines I worked for. I'm pretty sure it's it's it was at least standard. The March issue comes out in February, so you're getting mm. you're getting your issues a month ahead of time. But they take so long to print and distribute that really, 
if you're doing, say, a March issue, you have to have that information in by, like, January, right? Like, early January to get it printed and out by February, the March issue. So, that, I mean... Okay, because... So, it's never current. Like, we have, um, not to, uh, whatever, we have some old wrestling magazines here, WWF magazines, and if you look at them, they're not timely to what was actually going on at the time. Right. So, like, sometimes the person who's the champ isn't really the champ in that month because it's two months. It's, like, two months ahead of time. So, why I'm saying all that is because they have a magazine. They have a copy of an upcoming WWF magazine. And in this magazine mm-hmm. is pictures of the New World's champ, Ric Flair, mm-hmm. poolside with Miss Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, they knew about this angle. Who? Who knew? I don't even know. The, the the people who print the magazine probably Jack Tony he must have known in order to set up that uh you know in order to take that uh take that title shot and give it to the match because I mean we were already setting up that we had these photos and I'm just saying was it a work I don't know just looking into it from the from a magazine side you know what I mean I mean I would think Jack Tony would know what's in his magazine I don't know what Jack Tony's thinking these days I just don't know. I mean, he's making but I mean, the thing is, he's trying to make he's trying to make that green. So you're gonna print, you're gonna print what sells, right? So that's what we learned. We learned that Ric Flair, allegedly, um, and some of the information that's out there, um, you know, he he's a ladies' man. He'll tell Listen, you. He he we'll will say that he has photos of Elizabeth, and he says that she knows. That he is the greatest lover on God's green earth. Boom. She knows it. And if there's one thing I know about Macho Man Randy Savage, <laughs> God rest his soul. R.I.P. Mach. He does is not going to take kindly to that. He's not. I mean, unfortunately, right now at this time, he is on vacation with Elizabeth. And they were watching this from wherever the hell they were on vacation. So they're supposed to come back next week and they're supposed to be interviewed. So I guess we just got to wait and see. I mean that that to me is is a little bit of that spice. That's a little bit of that cholula that we just dropped into our little chili right there to add a little bit of that little heat. Because now all of a sudden there's a reason why Macho Man may or may not want to beat up Ric Flair, right? Before it was just like, what are they doing together? But now we right. find out. Now there's a reason. There's a reason. Because everybody else has got reasons now. We've established And I mean Macho Man was one of the original five who wanted the title shot in the first place, you know? Right. So But we've we've established now our cast of characters going into WrestleMania. WrestleMania is four weeks away. We've established. Yeah, four. Yeah. Yeah. Four weeks away. April 5th at the Hoosier Dome. Get your tickets now. Call your local cable Guys, provider. don't miss out on Do the opportunity on to opportunity. enjoy WrestleMania 8. So we are here and we've established who's who at this upcoming WrestleMania. It is going to be very exciting. We're going to continue to see where these storylines go. But we need to talk about who won the week. So... As you guys know, hmm. we are taking any one of our episodes, which drop weekly, may or may not cover multiple different events, and we're going to choose who won, who lost, who had the best hair, who had the best gimmick or outfit, and you know maybe who brought that heel energy. So I'm going to say the winner of the week for me this week, I I'm, I'm have to give it to Jake Snake, because he started his feud now with the undertaker cemented it and he literally called himself jake snakespear you're not gonna give it to rick flair no not this week in his beautiful decked out locker mm-hmm. room 
Mm-mm. with the executive consultant that he has. I'm going to tell you that my position... With the pictures of him and the most beautiful Miss Elizabeth. I'm going to tell you my position for this specific mm. week, not going to change. Because that funeral parlor was wonderful. Yeah, but Jake looked... He was shaking. He walked away shaking. He was not... He was running out. Okay. So... So I guess we, we can agree to, disagree. agree to disagree. We are a split. My loser of the week mm-hmm. is going to be Harvey Whippleman. Because Hulk Hogan <laughs> literally cut a promo <laughs> calling him like a latcher, like, like, a, like, like a fish a that leecher. follows after. Like a parasitic fish that follows after and cleans mm-hmm. up after the shark. I mean, he just went into him. Harvey Whippleman. My I'm loser of the week. Whips. I'm going with... Um... Mickey J, who got not only put on a stretcher, but then also kicked off said stretcher by a very psycho Sid Vicious. Not a place you want to be. Now, my hair of the week. That's Ric Flair. Okay. That's Ric Flair. He was wheeling and dealing, styling and profiling. I'm going to give that to Ric Flair. Okay. Okay. Who you got? I'll agree. I'll give it to Flair. I mean, he was he was there. Flair was there. Yeah, I wanted to give it to him a few weeks ago, and I think you took it away from me. So I'll. Uh, Outfit of the week him. for me, could only be, the sexy boy. Has to be. He has his song now. He's there. You wouldn't let me give it to him last time. Last no, episode, because... you said I was standing, and I'm not. I'm like, we haven't seen him with these glasses and these earrings and acting. But he's there. Like he's got the whole everybody's outfit. favorite sexy mullet boy. And of course, our heel play of the week. The, the heel of the oh, week. Oh, and we forgot to talk about the other thing about him. What's that? He lives in a limo. Wow. They live in a limo. And, That's and Sherry's Teddy's. like covering him in his, in his jacket and giving the, him kisses and he's all sweaty in the limo and it's cold. It's a whole scene. The heel play of the week. Heel play of the week. Not sponsored by JVC Kaboom Box. Not sponsored by Stridex. What about not Karate sponsor- Fighters? Not sponsored by Karate Fighters. Okay. Sponsored by no sponsors is IRS. Yelling at a Florida crowd. Oh, like Jesus. the people that are there, like they're going to sit here and fucking care about taxes, dude. That's the heel play of the week. He stood there in the center of that ring yelling at people that they should pay their fair share of income taxes. And I you yelled don't think back it's at him. Sid kicking a guy off a stretcher? Did Sid kicking a guy off a stretcher make me yell at my television? You are not a normal human. <laughs> Nobody would yell at their television. Nobody cares about tax laws that much. Like, if what? I, we're watching wrestling. It's already over the if top. If I start interacting with my television after I've had some adult adult beverages, that's how you know that you're the winner. If you are a heel that's out there, like, literally bringing that energy, he's never been a face, ever. He will never be a face. He's always a heel. He got me to yell at the TV at a jobber match. It has to be him for me. You can give it to Sid, you can live that life. But man, next time you yell at the television when we're rewatching, I'm just gonna remind you and be like, that's it. Because you had an emotional, I had an emotional response. I still do. We're gonna. It's gonna be a house divided right now with this, That's and fine. I'm just gonna say I feel like you need to go live in your aunt Chevy for a while and think about what you've done. Well, you know, I would say say. What that anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation? <sighs> Pay your damn taxes.